Welcome to the Creative Playing Podcast Network. Join us as we review our favorite RPGs, collectible card games, MMOs, video games, PC games, and bring up interesting topics and things that we'd like to share with everyone. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hey guys, Jim from the Creative Playing Podcast Network here. I just want to bring to you guys a great new group I found out called uh, Envoy with Double Exposure. It's a really great resource for the gaming community. And I'd just like to bring to you this great interview that I just had with Avino and Envoy. Here you go. Avino speaking. Hi, Avino. It's Jim from the Creative Plan Podcast Network. How are you? I'm doing fantastic this morning. How's your How's your week starting? Everything's awesome. Thank you for asking. So is there any specific questions or anything you want me to throw out there? Or? Um... Well, so I can just start with the what is Envoy, and we can go from there. Um, I'm actually really excited about and very proud of the Envoy program. It is a system that we have designed and started getting people involved with that connects every level of the gaming industry. So it starts with players who come on board to teach and to demonstrate games. Uh, The program is paid for by game companies uh, in order to get games out there that maybe need a little love or to build demo teams for conventions. And, um, you know, it gives us an opportunity to connect designers with the gamers who are playing their games. And it gives us the opportunity to support game stores because one of the fastest ways to sell a game is to have someone sit down and play it. So we are able to give a store advance notice that someone is coming in to demo or to play a game at a game night. And they have the opportunity to have it in stock so that when it is shown off and when they have their, you know, the customer sitting there excited about a game, they can take advantage of that energy rather than trusting that they're going to remember to come back and get it two weeks from now. And we encourage our heralds to support local conventions to take the games that they've been certified in and add them to what's being played at local conventions so that the conventions are also benefiting from the program. And we do a lot to support play-to-win programs so that maybe conventions that could use some a boost on the prize support front might be able to get play-to-win support. Uh, we work with each convention to figure out what their model is and how best Envoy can work with them. We actually run four conventions a year, so we know what goes into it, and we're able to really speak that language and help conventions figure out how to leverage the program to their best benefit. Wow. See, I was really impressed when you guys came to me because I'm like, you know, what is this Envoy thing? And, of course, immediately after reading up on you guys, I signed up right there that day as a GM. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Welcome aboard. So for those at home, uh, how does one sign up for it? Uh, You go to the website. Uh, If you actually search for Double Exposure Envoy program, you'll get the dexposure.com slash Envoy page. And uh, there's a tab on the far right that is Heralds, and there's an application form right there. You just fill it out. After you've filled it out, Vinny, uh, my husband and business partner, will get in touch with you to schedule a, a video conference 
one of the benefits for game companies is that we actually have an individual conversation with each herald. Uh, we do a certification process, so you learn a game, and then if you are able to learn it on your own, fantastic. A lot of people do. If you need a little bit of a boost, you contact us, and we set up a video conference where we help you find Internet resources, or we connect you with a herald in your area who knows the game. Um, then you do a video conference with our certification team where you literally teach them how to play the game over the Internet through Google Hangouts. And that way the game companies know that if there's a quirk of the rules that they really need us to pay attention to or there's something that people are getting tripped up on, we know that the heralds understand how to present the game appropriately. Um, and so for the herald side of things, there's a constant stream of connection. Uh, you join up, you talk to Vinny. Vinny passes you over to your ambassador, who is a regional herald that is sort of an on-the-ground coordinator for each region. We've got 36 regions set up. And then there's also contact with our certification team. And so there's a bunch of opportunities for a herald if they're having difficulty with something, if they have a question, to reach out, to text me and say, hey, I'm at a con and I have a rules question from a player. Could you possibly look this up for me? And so there's a lot of support for the heralds built into the system. Wow. See, And I love the, the herald title. It is a, it's a great title to give to everybody that signs up. Basically, it's a really awesome GM tech support, basically. It is. It is. And I've actually had someone at a convention text me and say, hey, I just got asked this question and I don't actually know which way to go. And we reach out to the publisher and we say, hey, uh, you know, you could put this comma here or you could put this comma there. And it's a different sentence depending on how you punctuate it, which way do you want us to go? And there's a lot of real-time feedback and there's a lot of access to the publishers in a way that oftentimes people don't feel like they have. And so we're really proud to be able to provide See, that is fantastic. I mean, if nothing else, reaching out to the, the game designers as well as the GMs, you know, help smooth things over because not every gaming table reads the rules exactly the same way. Right. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of regional cultural differences, too, that we're discovering. And so because we are nationwide and because we've got nationwide connections going into this, we are able to sort of anticipate and to help with those differences. Fantastic. For your support for the companies, what what level of support do you offer the uh, various game companies that are out there? So, like, the, the most basic level of support is the recruiting heralds and getting the games out there and into the field. The support that we offer to game companies it runs the entire gambit from just recruiting heralds and making sure that there are representatives in areas where maybe their games aren't well-known to making sure that people have support at conventions. Uh, one of our clients in our games will say to us, hey, there's a store opening near us that we're really excited about. We'd love to have some heralds go in. Um, the R&R team is actually a custom-branded team for R&R, and it's the R&R Rangers. They have their own shirt. They have their own branding. Um, it's basically a custom R&R skin over the Herald program, and people get really excited about that because they love feeling like they're part of an elite nice. team. Um, yeah, it's really nice. Um, and the R&R Ranger shirts are really beautiful. They're black shirts with a gorgeous logo on the front. Uh, we also have Smirk and Dagger Instigators and the Stronghold Knights, Knights of the Stronghold. 
And those, you know, obviously those companies get a little bit more social media support. There are different levels. And if a game company is interested, again, go to doublexposure.com slash envoy. And there is a company page where people can apply. There's also, if a convention wants to get in touch with us, there's a conventions page. There's a gaming group page. And so one of the main strengths of the program is that you can get credit as a herald either for games that you already own and have access to. So let's say your game store, your local game store, has a ton of games in their library that are already part of the program. You could certify with their copy and then get credit for running that game. You've taken on no obligation to the company. There's no commitment. There's no expectation of anything because you have the copy. Or you can request copies of games. We assign an appearance value to each game um, based on demand, based on how whether or not the company is really pushing it. Sometimes there are discounts on appearances because the company really just needs a big, big push on a game and they want to make a splash with it. And then as you do appearances, and there's an appearance guideline that, that once you become a herald, you get a copy of that explains exactly what an appearance is and how to satisfy it. Then what you do is uh, log it on our calendar and we go through and validate it. And so you can get tools, you know, these copies of games to run games in groups where you're already established or at game stores where you're already involved, or we help you connect to communities that are out there. And because we are working really hard to connect with every gaming community we can get a hold of anywhere in the country, the chances are good that we'll be connecting people with communities that are down the street from them that they had no idea existed. Awesome. That's that's one of the things that I really like about our local gaming convention at uh, Rincon is we have a lot of game designers that are there, and they just bring out these fantastic games that we never even know exist. And they're just like grabbing people left and right and saying, play this. And it sounds like your program is perfectly made there to help suit uh, the, the game companies too. Let's get your product out there. Let's show people how awesome it is. Let's make sure whoever's teaching it is going to teach it in a good and safe environment. Exactly. Exactly. And because there are so many lines of communication into the Envoy program, you know, if there's ever a problem, we're prepared to have conversations and say, hey, something happened at your store or, hey... A, you know, we, we heard that there was some inappropriate language at your table. So just keep an eye on it for us. And it's a level of feedback and communication that I think will make things easier for everybody. See, that's great. Because that way there's, there's constant communication from one group to another. And it's just making sure everyone's having a good, healthy gaming environment. Right. Right. Fantastic. So do you have other oh, questions yeah, definitely. for us? Uh, so uh, what helped great. inspire you guys to go ahead and come up with the Envoy pro- program? This is a little bit of an involved answer, which is that we run four gaming conventions a year. Two of them are sort of standard public-facing consumer conventions. One of them is our weird little experimental con that gets all the stuff that doesn't fit at the other conventions. And one of them is a game design festival where we flip the model, and it's a professional development convention for game designers in November. And what we do is... Our regular community of, of players becomes the playtesters, and we've, this is going to be our fifth year running Metatopia. And Metatopia turned into a connection with Gen Con, where we run the first exposure playtest hall at Gen Con. And last year, which was our third year running the first exposure hall, we went through the exhibitor hall, and we were like, wow, all these little companies are sort of swimming as hard as they possibly can. 
and they're just paddling as hard as they can out here. And the systems to support them through the process past to the point of we've designed a game, we've tested a game, we've published a game. Okay, now what? We have 2,000 copies sitting in our living room, or we have 5,000 copies sitting at Amazon Distribution, but they're not moving. What do we do to get them moving? And because we are knee-deep in so many conversations about how to succeed as a game designer, how to make that step from it being a casual hobby to maybe a more serious hobby or a side business or even a full-time job, it's really something that we've been talking about for years and thinking about for years. And at Gen Con last year, after we did a circuit of the exhibit hall and had sort of this conversation, it was like, man, they are just swimming as hard as they can, and it's brutal trying to get your head above water and get to a point where your stuff is in distribution and it's selling well. There's so many new games out there every year. My husband came back to First Exposure and said, I've got it. And the last time he did this was at Utopia when he came to the senior staff and said, I know what we're going to be doing next. And he outlined it to us. And we said, you're out of your mind. We already do two conventions a year. You're crazy. (laughs) And he said, no, 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 listen to me. Listen to me. I've got this. And we all sort of held our noses and jumped into the Metatopia pool, and we had no idea what to expect the first year. We were like, this is just madness. And we trusted him because he very rarely leads us all astray at (laughs) once. It turned into something that really feeds all of our souls. We love the Metatopia model. We love doing first exposure, the being involved at the ground floor, the providing programming that is what the designers are talking about and answering the questions they're asking us. And so when he outlined Envoy, we went, oh, well, now we need to name the thing. And that was the conversation the entire, pretty much the entire time back from Indianapolis last year was this concept. And we got home in the middle of August, and by the 1st of September, the business plan was written, and we launched on January 1st. So this has been a very, very steep curve, and we've learned a lot, and I think it's actually one of the coolest things we've ever undertaken. It sounds like you guys definitely hit the spark of inspiration and just rode the flame, because in less than, what, less than four months since you've been online, it's, it's definitely taken off all over the place. And by the way, thank you for reaching out to me to go ahead and get this interview for you. So, Oh, our pleasure. So uh, I know like for Wizards of the Coast, they've got the Adventure League. Best case scenario happened. What is it that you'd like the community to go for that you're creating? That is going to be different for each game. So we, one, unlike many other organized play organizations, we handle both card games and card, board and card games and RPGs. So we run the entire gamut. And so in a best-case scenario, we would love for each community to have a thriving Herald representation where they can pick and choose different games and different connections to the program. You know, I want to be able to reach out to a region and say, okay, there's a convention coming up in you know, at this point, it's April, so I'm working on the June conventions. Hey, there's a convention on June 15th that I'd love to see a ton of representation at. And I would love for every room of that convention to have somebody in an Envoy shirt running games and being at the top of their game, 
with an awesome table of people who are excited to be playing these games and maybe learning things that they didn't even know existed. For us, that's That would be fantastic. I'm definitely going to be uh, also in Tucson reaching out to some of the local game stores that I have contacts with, as well as uh, Rincon. Mm -hmm. I'll talk to some of the folks on the board there to see if they'd like to sign up with you guys as well. That's fantastic. The base commitment from a convention is, uh, yes, we are interested in Envoy having a presence, uh, and it goes all the way to, yes, we're interested in running a social deduction room, or here, let me connect you with some of our game masters, see if any of them want to become heralds. And once we know that there's uh, interest from a convention, we tailor support packages to the Fantastic. convention. And I actually had a very nice conversation with a store manager in Tucson on Friday over a to Z, oh, A to Z, Z yeah. That's, that's one of the, the big ones in town for a lot of miniature gaming. I'll cool. also be uh, reaching out to the folks over at Hats as well as Tucson Games and Gadgets for you. See if they can sign up that's for you. That's awesome. So uh, personally, what kind of games do you enjoy playing? So I have significantly broadened my gaming horizons because of the Envoy program. Um, I My first very, very first gaming language was trick-taking games, Spades, Hearts. And so that's kind of where my roots are. So Diamonds right now is a favorite for me because it's comfortable and it is an interesting take on something that I've been doing since I was eight. Um, I am a role player at heart and often a LARPer. So I lately have been really enjoying GMless RPGs. So Fiasco, for example, which shares the responsibility for the storytelling and the building the story, Dream Askew, things where there is a lower burden on the game master to manage a story um, is all stuff that I find really fascinating and very interesting. I love tabletop RPGs. I love sitting down with a group and crafting a mutually satisfying narrative experience. And really, I am loving Castles of Mad King Ludwig right now because it's got that sort of fussy, fiddly feel without being a terror to score at the end. (laughs) Those are some great games. And as a GM, I definitely love GM low-maintenance games because it lets you uh, be able to work (laughs) 9 to 5 and go to sleep at night. That's nice, right? And not needing to sweat it for four weeks before you run a session. Have I got all the details written and, down? And then have that horrible last-minute moment of, oh, man, this idea sucks. And then all of a sudden you realize, no, this idea rocks. <laughs> I just have no sleep in my system, so I think it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. Ah, but it's worth it in the end. Especially when you get to see the players across the table having an awesome time. And, and they go, we lived, we lived. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, with the, the the four conventions you guys do, is there anything that you'd like to shamelessly plug? I mean, um, so DexCon is our summer convention. It's our national convention, and it is packed full of amazing LARPs from teams that have been running amazing LARPs for years. We have the International Puzzle Challenge, and people should take a look at Dexposure.com for info on that. Uh, our fall convention, like I mentioned, is the Game Design Festival. And if you are a game designer that needs a playtesting community, we are an awesome place to come out to. We can do demographic matching. So if there's something specific, like you need people that are uh, competitive magic players, 
we can help you find that. If we had someone who very specifically last year asked us for people who knew the L5R CCG, and we were able to do that because we've got a community of players that knows each other, and we know them. Um, and then our, our winter convention, Dreamation, is a indie RPG hotbed of awesome activity. And so if you are indie RPG-oriented, that's a really fantastic place to come out and both see what's building and to participate in the community. And Maelstrom, our itty-bitty baby convention, is just awesome and sort of a games-on-demand model. And we just ran that this past last weekend. A week ago. Uh, so those are my four shameless plugs, and then there's the first exposure playtest hall at Gen Con. And again, if you're going to be at Gen Con and you are a game designer, you should look us up. Definitely. All right, fantastic. And is there anything else you'd like to tell the audience or just uh, general info? Um, no, I, I think that everything that anybody could possibly need to ask is on the website. And if people have specific questions, they can just email us at envoy at exposure. That's the exposure.com. And uh, yeah, the website is super user friendly, which is really nice. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I will warn people that the double exposure homepage is a little less user friendly. All of us, we should redesign this website energy went into the envoy page. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's triage. You, you put the energy where it needed to go at the moment. Right. Exactly. Thank you for for talking oh, to me Oh, you're today. very welcome, and thank you for coming on the show. And I'd just thing. like to say thank you for you and the Envoy program, and I'm hopefully going to hear a whole bunch more of you guys in the near future. Oh, we certainly hope so. We expect to be bigger and to be at every convention in some way or another by awesome. next year. And I'll definitely be posting some of the games going on at our uh, local conventions in the near future. Awesome. That's exciting. Right, thank you're you. You're very welcome. You have a great day. And thank you for being on the Creative Plane Podcast Network. All right. Have a great day. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.